0: Boudoir photography can give women so much self-love and confidence, but it can also completely damage their self-esteem and even their mental health. It's a tricky balance. Today, I want to talk about the five things that you can do to make sure your client's experiences are only positive. Hey, boudoir photographers. Are you ready to be totally booked out with high-paying clients? I'm Tracy Lynn, and I went from side hustle photographer to running a million dollar boudoir photography business, working just 30 hours a month. That's right, just 30 hours a month. On this podcast, I tell you how I did it and how you can too. Boudoir is such an important niche of photography, and I'm very passionate about this topic, First of all, it can give women confidence, it can empower them, and of course, it can help them learn to love themselves from the outside in. But at the same time, a boudoir photography session can do a lot, and I do mean a lot, of damage to a woman's self-esteem and mental health. I want to tell you this quick story my good friend Andrea of Andrea Murphy Photography told me. By the way, she was our wedding photographer, and she was my very first mentor way back in the day. If you aren't following her, you should be. Her reels are hilarious, and her work is gorgeous. Anyway, she sent me this message about a win she had. It was a win that was due to another photographer's mistake, and it really hurt her client's confidence. Let me read this message to you. She said, I sold my $8,000 package this morning. This client had gone to this cheaper photographer, and although the pictures weren't terrible, the gal had no idea what she was doing and made her feel fat and ugly the entire time. She said she cried all day the following day, but she wanted a redo, and she came to me and she spent $8,000. I've actually had another client who sent me an email before her session specifically with words she requested I didn't say at the session. She told me she'd been to another boudoir photographer who told her to, quote, suck it in during the session. She struggled with an eating disorder, and when that photographer used those specific words, it sent her right back to that place. And by the way, I would never say those words to a client or anyone else for that matter. But I do understand that some may not think that's as big of a deal as I do, and I totally get that. It's just something we need to be aware of, really. We never know what's going on in someone else's life or what experiences they've had in the past that can affect them now. We just need to be so careful. But we're going to talk more about how this might look in a few minutes. I want to tell you about one more client. She was a client of mine who she booked me because she wanted a photographer who could give her curves, who could really flatter a woman's body. She did a boudoir session with her wedding photographer and she said the photos were fine, but they weren't really what she envisioned as far as making her feel beautiful. Today, I want to talk about five things that you can do to prevent providing this kind of experience in your own boudoir photography business so that you can instead create a safe and loving space for your clients. The first thing to do to create a safe space for your boudoir clients is to be super careful with your words. Honestly, I think this is the most important thing that you can do because, well, words hurt. That saying we all learned as kids, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I think that's a big fat lie. I still think of things my friends in high school said to me like, Tracy, you have a big wrist or Tracy, your butt is huge. (laughs) Thanks to Kim K for making that cool now. But still 20 years later, after being told these things, I'm still self-conscious about all of that. It probably doesn't help that I grew up in the 2000s when being extremely skinny while wearing the most unflattering jeans ever, extra low rise, was the style. I'm actually watching One Tree Hill right now, and I'm like, thank God we are not still in that era because I would never go back to extra low rise jeans ever in my whole life. Anyway, I've always been really careful about what I say to anyone in my studio or in real life. I know that words will stick for years and years because of experience. I may never have actually experienced an eating disorder, but I've always been on the edge, even though no one in my family knows this. Um, Hey, family, if you're listening, um, here's something I've never told you. Surprise. I have told my husband, and he knows that he has to be pretty careful with words that he says to me. Sometimes he'll say things jokingly, and I'll be like, nope, can't say that. But I know myself well enough to know that it wouldn't take me much to actually push right over the edge and into anorexia. I'm pretty sure I was on that edge when he and I actually met. But what I want to talk about is what you can do to make sure your space is safe for your clients. And most importantly, be very aware of the words that you're saying. We're all very different as boudoir photographers. Some are extroverted and say whatever they think. And They can be a little bit insensitive without meeting to whatsoever, even as boudoir photographers and knowing that most women are doing this as a confidence booster, we can still say things that we shouldn't say. So for you extroverted photographers, I want to make sure that you eliminate certain words and phrases from your vocabulary. Make sure that you're always careful with how you phrase anything. Some photographers are introverted and think about everything we say before we say it. I fall into that category. The majority of the time, and in real life too, I'm very aware of what I'm saying. It actually drives Tommy nuts because I have to think about everything that I say before I say it, and we can never finish an argument right then. I have to be alone with my thoughts, think things through, and then we can talk about it again. It drives him nuts. (laughs) But it also helps in the boudoir setting because I'm always very aware of what I'm saying, no matter what. If I say something I think might hurt somebody's feelings... I will think about it for months or years, and I'll apologize for sure. So right now, I want you to think about words you've said in the past that could hurt someone's feelings or their mental health and just rephrase them in your mind. Let's use the example from earlier. My client saying her other photographer told her to suck it in. Instead, maybe you could tell her to breathe in through her nose and hold it. Or you could tell her to tighten her abs. Here's another example. Instead of commenting on maybe her skin color, like I'm super pale and it's something that I'm very self-conscious about, you could tell that person how great the color she's wearing looks with her skin tone. Do you see how there's other ways to phrase things in a nicer way, a sweeter way? Even if maybe that's not how you speak in general, you could learn to use different language, at least in your studio and while you're shooting, you know? The second thing to do to create a safe space for your boudoir clients is to learn to pose well. A pet peeve of mine is telling your clients to just start moving and you'll start photographing them. This might work for some clients, but it's not going to work for all of them at all. Now, early in business, it might make sense if you don't know how to pose, you haven't had practice. I'm about to be very blunt right now. Instead of learning on your clients, you need to hire some models and learn to pose well. It's one thing to learn to photograph families on paying clients and like let them move and interact with each other while you luck into some great photos. That is not detrimental to their mental health. They're going to be totally fine after that experience. But boudoir can be damaging, which means this is not something you can learn to do while getting paid. It is just not. First, you learn to pose well, then you start charging. Think about the message I read to you from Andrea. Her client said the photographer had no idea what she was doing and she made her feel fat and ugly the whole time. She went home and cried after that session before hiring Andrea. That experience is not fair to your clients, no matter what you charge. So, what do you need to do? Bottom line, you have to learn to pose well. I've said it several times at this point, but I'm completely serious. Get a posing guide, hire a mentor, attend a workshop. You just have to learn to pose your clients from head to toe in ways that flatter their specific body type. This is not a negotiable thing as a boudoir photographer. You have to learn to pose all of your clients well so that your clients have a great experience. It's for their mental health. The third thing to do to create a safe space for your boudoir clients is to learn your light. Over my 10 years in the industry, I've seen a lot of trends come and go. When I first started, it was like matte filters or actions in Photoshop. Then it was light and airy with orange skin tones and super mint green trees. I'm still not sure how that stuck around as long as it did. Then it was just light and airy. And now it's dark and moody, like almost underexposed dark and moody. And while this is by far one of my favorite trends, the thing is, well, trends come and go. And the photographers who are popular because of the trends they don't tend to make it to the next trend most of the time. I know this to be true because I've seen the popular ones go out of business after the trend they became popular for fades. But what sticks, what will keep a photographer in business for years and years is beautiful, well-lit photos. The correctly lit photos that are properly exposed and the color in the photo is as correct as possible, not too warm, not too cool. So what I'm saying is learn your light, Learn your camera. Learn how to properly expose photos. Learn what white balance you should be shooting in in each different circumstance. I mean, your camera makes it easy, to be honest. It literally tells you where to set your white balance, like daylight, cloudy, shade. Learn what they mean. Learn how to light your clients in flattering ways. Here's my go-to rule as far as like lighting your clients. I learned this from my many, many workshops with Jerry Jonas. Face towards the light, body away from the light. If you do this, your clients will be well lit and her body will be lit in a flattering way. There is definitely more to it than that, but that's a good rule to follow and an easy one to remember. The third thing to do to create a safe space for your boudoir clients is shoot only what you want to show. Don't photograph unflattering poses. If you wouldn't want to see it, don't show it. There's a specific pose that I do that will make any woman, no matter her size, have stomach rolls. But there's a way to photograph this pose and to hide her stomach. She's usually really self-conscious when I put her in this pose. But I always tell her to trust me. I take the photo and then I show her the back of the camera so she can see why I said to trust me. This pose makes her legs look so long. Her boobs look great and it hides her stomach at the same time. And I have found this to be the quickest way to build trust in the client and get great photos the rest of the session. Some body types are not going to look good with some poses, no matter their size. In those cases, I recommend just not taking that photo. They're not going to know that they were missing a photo in your series if you've never taken it, you know? Another thing that I'm not scared to do is pose a client if I don't like that photo or that pose, or I don't think that it's going to photograph well. I just don't make a big deal about it. And I just go ahead and put her in a different pose. She's never going to know why that happened or why she's missing a pose in the first place. And she's still going to leave feeling beautiful and confident, which is the most important thing of the entire experience anyway. So I'm going to take this a step back and simplify it just a little bit. At your next session, I want you to think about each pose. Would you want to see this pose if you were this woman? If the answer is yes, take the photo. If the answer is no, change up that pose. Simple as that. As women, we do know what we want to see, what we would be self conscious about, and what we would want to avoid altogether. So, think about these things for every single pose. Only shoot what you want to show. And to any men out there listening, most women want to look and feel classy and beautiful. I'm not the boudoir photographer who wants to think like a man and photograph those poses. That has never been the way that I think about boudoir photography, even though I've had mentors that told me that I need to think more like a dude. What I'm saying is stay classy. Don't think like a man while you're photographing a boudoir session, at least not if you're promoting yourself as a luxury boudoir photographer. The fifth thing to do to create a safe space for your boudoir clients is to learn to retouch well. Okay, I follow a lot of boudoir photographers on Instagram. Some are amazing. Some are learning, but still great. But my biggest pet peeve are the ones who don't retouch at all because they want you to quote, learn to love yourself the way you are. And to that, I say, the camera picks up every flaw you have. You're not learning to love your flaws. You're seeing them more pronounced. What I've seen is that most photographers who say these things, who say they want you to learn to love your flaws and all that, they just don't want to learn to retouch their photos. Whether they're being lazy or they're avoiding the technology, I'm really not sure. It might be a combination of both. But what I'm saying is it's not fair to your clients. What you need to do is either take a class to learn to retouch or hire someone, a professional, to do it for you if you don't want to do it. I promise it's okay if you don't want to learn to retouch your photos. I don't want to retouch my own photos, so I hire it out. But whatever you do, please stop promoting this mindset that photos shouldn't be retouched for self-love or to be confident in your own skin. It's BS. In a world of social media filters, no one wants to see their flaws even more pronounced no one. I wanna tell you one more quick story. There was a client I had back in 2017. She was dealing with body dysmorphia. She's been through treatment, but seeing her photos, it was a very hard experience for her. She actually booked a session so that she could see the photos and build confidence in herself, learn to love her body, how it was right then. But I'm telling you, it was really, really hard for her to look through the images with me at that ordering session. After the first pass, she was crying and not tears of happiness. Tears of embarrassment because she thought her photos weren't good. She thought she didn't look pretty enough or skinny enough. And these photos were great. Like, I would be happy to show them to anyone and anyone would have been happy with them. But this client was dealing with body dysmorphia. She was embarrassed about her body. She thought she didn't look pretty enough, skinny enough. So we did a pass, took out any photos she didn't like. At first, I showed her 80 or more to begin with. And she narrowed it down to 45 of her favorites. She had 45 photos she loved, but that first pass, she was more worried about the 35, or maybe a few more, that she hated instead of the ones that she loved. Once we finally narrowed it down to the ones in her album, she began to see herself in a new light, and once we removed the ones she hated, she forgot about them. Then, she signed a model release, and she asked me to post her images on my Instagram because she loved them so much. And then she booked more sessions. And it was all because she felt safe inside my studio. She knew I was gonna take care of her, be super kind to her, and make sure she felt beautiful and confident when she left. But not only that, we created a friendship. This client is now somebody I actually count as a friend. If you only get one thing from this entire episode, I want you to remember how truly detrimental boudoir photography can really be to your client's mental health if you aren't super careful with the entire experience. Remember, us women pretend to be strong, but a lot of times our confidence is fragile. While boudoir can build it up, it can easily knock it down as well. Boudoir photography is a very intimate thing. Women are putting their trust, confidence, and to be honest, their mental health in your hands. This is not something you should take lightly, and because you've made it this far, I know you don't. Sometimes, though, it'll happen unintentionally, which is why I created my session prep guide for boudoir photographers. And with this session prep guide, I give you ways to help clients get really comfortable with you really quickly during the session with my four poses to break the ice, and then make sure that each woman feels safe during the session, as well as loved and celebrated. So be sure to go to my website, tracylandcoaching.com. It is the second little section on my website or just click the show notes and grab your copy at the link. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sustainable Freedom with Boudoir Photography. Please be sure to rate and follow so that you never miss an episode. They drop every Thursday, and they're always full of super actionable information for you to apply right now in your boudoir business. Until then, make your next shoot your best shoot.